Well, if you've ever felt like you're diagonally parked in a parallel universe, you'll fit right in with us tonight. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 70 for the week of Wednesday, the 26th of June. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. And John. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the Bowen Designs Captain Marvel action statue, and we'll be playing another round of the AFB Challenge. Here we are, gentlemen. We are 70. How do you feel? Like a septuagenarian. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I, I did a bit of research before uh, recording, and the appropriate gift for the 70th anniversary is platinum. Pla- oh, wow. I know. So there you Jeez. go. You might be lucky if you score a um, an Infernal Crisis uh, action figure. Yay! <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> Just one, though. <laughs> I actually got a um, replacement credit card. The other the big thing for my credit card company and it was like, "Congratulations, you've been upgraded to platinum." And I looked at it and it was like, "And it, all the conditions are exactly the same as the one that you had before. We've just <laughs> changed the name to make you feel more special." Outstanding. Woohoo! <laughs> so, John, have you been upgraded to anything lately? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, I've had car trouble. I've uh, had pop tart trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you put them in those order. That order. <laughs> I'm, I'm more interested in the in the pop truck trouble. But tell us about your car trouble first. Um, I got ready to leave for leave for home the other day, and I live an hour away. I remember from where I work, and my car would it start, and then one second later it would die repeatedly. <laughs> I just happened to catch the last people heading this way. Like, because it was a little later after work, so I managed to catch them just just as they were leaving. So, oh, um, I got a ride home. I got there the next morning, and it started. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How bizarre. No yeah. idea what's wrong. Or? Well, I, I once I started it, I drove it right over to the mechanic and had them look at it, and they did some computer thing, but they're not sure whether it fixed it or not. Oh yeah. You know so. Damn. And then somebody stole a pop tart off my desk this week at work. Whoa! What? That's evil. Like actually stole it? Yeah, yeah. Because I I took a new box in on Monday because they were the new uh, peanut butter chocolate, and uh, I you know there's six in a box, and on Thursday I was going through it, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, there's only one left in here. There's there's one missing. Um... <laughs> Set up like cameras and. <laughs> I that, I um actually locked them up after that. Nobody's ever stole the oatmeal strawberry ones, but <laughs> apparently chocolate peanut butter was too tempting. That's rude. It's That's just uncool. rude. Ben, have you had anything stolen lately? Mm-hmm. Besides your dignity. Oh, no, no. Oh, that went a long time ago. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> have you been? 
I've been well. I did a day trip to Sydney today to go to the Supernova Comic Con. <gasps> did you see Lois Lane? So, uh, I didn't. Actually, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old and grouchy, but I don't really go out for the media guests uh, or anything like that anymore. I just kind of walk around and look for stuff to buy. And yeah, it was interesting. interesting. It was very, very um, well attended. It was packed. It was harder to move around at this con than it was at San Diego. But you know, San Diego is ten times the size. But, uh. but um, yeah, it was interesting. And uh, I overheard many an amusing quote and some sad ones too. And one fellow was very excited to buy something. And then I heard the guy behind the register say, I'm sorry, but your card's been declined. Uh. Which he just then looked mortified. And then I walked past another girl who was super excited. And she said, oh, my God, I can't believe I haven't even been here an hour and I've already spent $1,000. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Mm. So, what? yes. And there was a... um. There was a man who was taking photos. I mean, he probably was in his mid-50s and he was taking photos of cosplayers. And uh, in Australia, in Sydney in particular, I I would say 80% of the cosplayers are female and under 20. Um, So they're young girls getting right into it, dressing up as manga characters. And this guy was taking photos and I just happened to be walking past and... He asked one girl who was in like a, a cat suit and she had her face painted up like a cat and, and had like the big furry hood and a tail and stuff. And he said, can I take a photo? And she said, sure. And she sort of just stood there and he said, oh, no, no, can you, you know, can you put your backpack down and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, oh, okay. And she started putting all her stuff down. He goes, oh, and then can you pose like this? And he's like telling her how to pose. And, and he's like, oh, no, no, can we go over here and put this screen in the background and just, you know, a bit of a background. And so I kind of stood there. And she looked really uncomfortable and she walked over and her two friends went with her and then the friends were kind of standing there and he said, oh, and you next to one of her friends. And so I kind of just walked over and stood there and you could see the guy getting more and more uncomfortable. And so he took a couple of photos and he went, oh, 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 yeah, anyway, thanks, and and left. And I thought, hmm, it never really occurred to me that, you know, there's um, those kinds of people that can get around at these events. So Mm. certainly something to be wary of if you've got a daughter or a sister or something that's heading off to one of these things you know most of the time here when i've seen them the the cosplayers just kind of they know to pose well i mean she did but you know he was actually telling her how she should stand yeah that's not cool which was a bit you know weird so (laughs) but you know my my single greatest gripe with these things remains and that is if you're going to spend all this money to set up a booth at the show price your merchandise you know, put prices on it. Um, it's incredibly frustrating when you come across a booth full of toys and nothing is priced. And you're looking at Muppets action figures and there was about <laughs> a, do- a dozen action figures there, all still carded. And I'm sort of looking and, and I picked up, um, um, oh, I can't even remember who it was now, and I said, oh, how much is this? And this girl behind the counter said, oh, hang on, I'll just find out. And before I could say anything, off she went and she came back and she's like, oh, it's $25. I said, oh, okay. Uh, what about this one? Oh, uh, I'll just find out. Sorry. And then off she went <laughs> and she came back. She went, oh, that one's $25 as well. <laughs> and I went, okay, I could probably take a guess that the rest are $25, but if I asked, would you have to check? And she said, oh, yeah, I would. I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know. 
I thought about asking for prices for the rest of them, and then I decided to get on with the rest of my life. That could have been quite fun, though, actually. Like, and, and what about this one? <laughs> and what about this one? And what about this one? And then not buy any one? of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then go, oh, well, thanks. That was really yeah. helpful. Bye. <laughs> and it's it's actually the same vendors who are there every time. Like, they don't learn between shows that they're, they're losing money. It's, it's, it's very peculiar. Oh, I don't know. But, Did you, know, you buy any Muppet action figures? No, not after all that. <laughs> but um, oh no, I picked up a few good things, which I'll, I'll talk about later. So, but yeah, that yeah, was a good, good day trip. Cool. And what about you? Well, I've just been everywhere, man. Work, work, work. <laughs> Driving. I went to the thriving Australian metropolis of Ballarat this week. Awesome. Um, which was interesting, but I actually did uh, have a, a find there, which I'll talk about later. Um, but I also have to mention that I am, I'm actually eating Pop-Tarts at the moment. <laughs> um, mine are in a pack of eight, though. That must be some weird Australian thing. Um, and these were a gift from Nath, who is the leader of the Big Top Network. Ah, and yeah. um, also a podcaster on the Watcher podcast. And uh, he and I have been having lunch together um, weekly because he lives right near where I work, so we've been catching up, which has been really great fun, and uh, he brought me Pop-Tarts, so I'm eating, because he (laughs) listens to the show, obviously, and I'm eating frosted chocolate chip, and it really cracks me up. It says, frosted chocolate chip, naturally and artificially flavored. Hmm. Like, Hmm. okay, how do you tell the difference? (laughs) What's the difference between natural and artificial flavors? Hmm. Um... But it has zero grams of trans fat, which I'm really relieved about. And apparently, Stank. it's a good source of calcium. Mm. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no trans fat, so it must be good for you. Yeah. So there you go. I don't want to hear any different. <laughs> <laughs> I was disturbed as well that it has toasting instructions, but then also microwave instructions. Surely it should be against the law to put a pop in the microwave. My mom used to do that. Well, that's gross. Well, see, that was my Pop-Tart, one of my Pop-Tart issues past the stealing is right after I figured <laughs> that out. Stealing. <laughs> um, I took one of the remaining packs and I went and put them in the toaster and I'm waiting and waiting and I, I they pop up and one of them had like melted mm. and it was like soggy and I couldn't pull it. I had to like unplug the toaster and set it on its side and kind of get a plastic knife and ease the thing out like I was pulling a pizza out of the oven. <laughs> <laughs> and so are the days of our lives. <laughs> right. Well, before we get completely sidetracked by toaster pastry mishaps, um, we probably should move on and maybe do some news. What do you reckon? Plan. Plan. All right, we'll be right back with some articulated news. Ah, traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble Quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerys. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. Pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now... Ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Well, as always, we start the show with a bit of news. It's not all the news. It's just the news that we love or the news that we hate so much that we have to talk about it. And John has our first bits of news. So over to you, John. 
Well, it seems that one of my greatest fears and one of my greatest hopes may be coming true here. Um, our good friends over at NECA, um, they were, I believe, at a licensing show maybe this week. Yeah, Licensing Expo 2013, and have announced that they have an exclusive global merchandising program around the groundbreaking animated series The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Hoorah. And, Yay. And um, they're going to feature some of the greatest guest stars that um, have been on The Simpsons as themselves, which they say there's 25. Um, they're going to include James Brown, Tom Hanks, Kid Rock, Hugh Hefner. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see how they're going to do this because they're saying it's a limited edition boutique collection. That's pretty cool. Um, highlighting the guest stars animated likeness. Now, you got to think if they're doing guest stars, they're going to do some sort of regular cast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joel Weinschenker, president and COO over at NECA, he, as part of his quote in this press release, he says, I, for one, have made room on my shelf for all the amazing action figures that will be part of this program. Yeah. So <laughs> um, this is the part that I'm <laughs> kind of fearing because I don't know if you guys know, but I'm, you probably do that. I'm a, I was a big collector of the world of Springfield when it was out mm-hmm. and uh, the, the McFarland stuff didn't really continue that tradition. But if NECA makes anything even close to the same scale and style, um, this might be dangerous for me. <laughs> yeah. and, and actually that would probably be the smartest thing for them to do is say, Oh, well that was a really successful, you know, we, we've got all these characters out there. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping they do because I, I'd love to add some of these other, you know, I'd love to add some new figures into that line. Yeah. Yep. That's very exciting. Yeah. yeah, it is. yeah. Cool. And something else? Um, Dark Horse has announced a new White Walker statue for Game of Thrones. And this looks like the uh, White Walker that was on the horse at the end of the one season. I guess he was at the end of what the very last episode of the second season. Spoiler, no. if you haven't yeah. watched it yet. La, 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 yeah. la. I haven't seen it Great. yet. La, 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 I haven't seen it yet. Ruined. No point Not watching. the third season. No, the second season. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> anyway. I don't, I don't care. I don't watch the thing. It's too, I can't, it's too, um, too scary and violent for me. Oh, rubbish. It's because it's got the kids. It's violent with the kids. I can't take it. Anyway, go on, John. Anyway, he's going to be one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Um, if if you don't want to look at him as a White Walker, you could probably think he's a very blue zombie. <laughs> be fine. He's coming out in December. He looks pretty cool. I'm sure that you know the blue zombie angle is really going to boost sales of this you know statue. People that weren't interested in it at all until you. You know, gave that different perspective on it, and they go, "Oh, now I've got to have it—the blue zombie bust." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we're only a few minutes in, and I already got a sigh. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, one more. I have one. I actually have two more. Um, just to update everybody, uh, Lego's minifigure site says there is 916 Mister Gold found. Mm. Okay, so I mean, there's there's four thousand left in the world. Well, and uh, Australia has thirty-three found. Mm-hmm. Um, so, quick question with those: Are they identifiable by the codes on the packets, or is it still 
a mystery? I don't know. You got to think that they'd be identifiable by the code, but I mean, they're not going to just throw him in another bag, would they? They might. They might. I, I, there's nobody else that has a top hat in that wave, I don't believe. So he should be, you know, easy to figure out if he's there. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. That's probably. Oh no, that's not Scott's favorite Monopoly piece. No, mine's that you? the Scotty Dog. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> and my last my last bit of news here is uh, Super 7. The good folks that have done some really neat collectibles in the past have, you know, announced they have some of the Alien sets for the three and three quarter action figures. They're going to have as exclusives at San Diego. Um, one of them is uh, an unpainted set of Kane and the Big Chap who's the, the alien, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they're doing this as a canceled set. Looks like he comes in a little white box, maybe, with a canceled certificate. Uh, all of the packaging and stuff is very Hasbro-esque uh, from the vintage Star Wars line. One of the things that they're selling that's also very Hasbro-esque is you can get an early bird package. And for a hundred dollars, you can get a display stand and a promise that they will ship the five figures later in the year. Hmm. So going back to that, you know, star Wars early bird thing and the display stand is very much like that star Wars early bird one. The package is, you know, I don't know how I feel about that because you know, they've made it look almost very Star Wars in the way the packaging and stuff is. Would Kenner have really done it exactly the same way? I don't know. Depends how cheap they were, I guess. I mean, they were producing yeah. Star Wars at the time, so... Well, that's true. That's true. But um, the figures look cool, so... Yeah. I, I'm excited, but I don't know that I would pay $100 for no. five of them. No. But uh, people you will. Get your, you can get your Tom Skerritt figure that way, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Tempting. Yeah. Tempting. Look cool. The alien looks cool. Yeah, the world's definitely been empty without a Tom Scared action figure. Well, you could put him next to your Ernest Borgnine figure. Oh. <laughs> leave my Ernest Borgnine alone. <laughs> oh, is that what you call it? Okay. Uh, ben. Well, in the world of Marvel Select, uh, those folks at Diamond have put up a promo shot of their latest uh, effort, which is the Silver Surfer. And the so, I mean, it looks pretty good from the the early promo shot that we've got. This looks to be a classic surfer. Um, some people have a you know a preference for the way he should look. Um, the the chrome look that a lot of people are probably familiar with is something that came much, much later when colouring in comics improved. Um, but the, the original surfer was that sort of uh, almost a, a matte, mm-hmm. matte grey, really. Um, and, yeah, this one looks pretty good. The promo shot's a bit weird in that the, the, the sort of the ball um, <laughs> shoulders are, are very peculiar. There's a, a huge gap. Um, so I don't know whether that's just the way the, you know, the promo shot was taken. Um, but it, it does. It looks very John Buscema-ish. He's got those sort of the black mascara around the eyes, um, et cetera, and he's definitely sculpted as if he's wearing his underwear, um, which he does because that's what Silver Surfer does. Um, one thing I really like about this figure is the way they've sculpted the hands. 
um, instead of just having sort of really generic hands, which they could have easily just slapped on some pre-sculpted fists from uh, a previous figure, we've actually got two open hands. One is sort of a relaxed open hand and the other's got that sort of extended fingers um, as if he's sawing the... Um, through space. Uh, one of the things we discussed on the forum this week was just how he will actually interact with his board because he comes with quite an elaborate um, diorama piece, which is his board with the, the sort of cosmic trail behind it, which is attached to a, a, a I don't know, some sort of an asteroid base. Um, but the board in the picture is actually on an incredibly sort of high angle, about 45 degree angle. And so we were discussing um, as to whether the figure would interact um, with you know, with his board. Mm, I have read subsequently that he will be able to stand on it. So yeah. I hope that is true. Well, I don't know whether they'll achieve that with magnets. I mean, in the promo shot, the board looks like it actually detaches from the... Hmm. You, know, you can sort of see that it sort of sits in there. But but anyway, I mean, if they don't do magnets or pegs, uh, I just don't think it'll happen. So uh, I think magnets would be kind of cool. Indeed. So, but, yeah, he, he looks pretty good, and I think that's one that Eli will be keeping an eye out for because he, he likes his classic surfer. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, we've also got some other news from NECA, and it's freaking creepy as. Um, and that is, for those of us that remember far enough back to have seen Gremlins 2, uh, the new batch, um, there's actually a scene in there where some of the Gremlins mutate and uh, one of them develops, like, big bat wings, etc., but this one is the Spider Gremlin, um, made in the same scale to fit in with your other Gremlins figures. But this dude is is huge. Uh, he's 10 inches tall, nearly 15 inches across, and 12 inches deep. Um, he achieves a lot of that from uh, his legs. He's got these huge legs and a, and a giant, what's that, that abdomen thingy that spiders have at the back? Um, An abdomen. Yeah, well, that'd be right then. <laughs> But, um, oh, man, this thing is just, it's its freaking creepy as. Yes. It really is. And he's just gigantic. When you see him next to sort of the, the Gizmo figure, he's about three times as tall as Gizmo at least. Um, I tell you what, this this would fright children everywhere. And what frighten you... children? It frighten me. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to be in my house, I can tell you that no much. Way. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is huge because I've got, I've got a couple of those gremlin um, yeah. figures and they're not super small mm. um you know they're, they're not tiny so that is a huge scary looking thing it is how much yeah. does it say how much it's going to cost I, it I, doesn't know no. and, and that's actually one of the things we're waiting on for a few of the necker pieces because we know that ed 209 is going to not going to fit the standard blister card so uh, i think ed 209 was somewhere in the vicinity of 50 dollars um, and so this guy will obviously come you know, specially packaged and, and we're not really sure. I think the same will go for the, the rumoured alien queen that's coming as well. So we shall wait and see and, and update if we get any information. That is amazing. Um, yeah, something else that's coming. Um, these guys aren't sort of uh, big names in industry by any means, but Big Chief Studios um, have announced a 1-6 scale, it's 12-inch scale, 4th Doctor action figure um and for those who don't know the fourth doctor was tom baker and he is my doctor um this is the doctor that i grew up on uh, mm -hmm. for those who are probably scratching their heads um he was of course the one with the hat the um the coat and the very famous scarf um this is a uh, an action figure that comes with sort of cloth pieces he comes with his scarf his hat his sonic screwdriver 
etc. And there's even a limited edition one that has a signed nameplate by Tom Baker. Well. And you better get in fast because he's not a young man anymore. Um, I mean, this is a, an amazing piece, and they've done a, a few other pieces in the same scale um, with some of the more modern doctors, and they even released a, an Amy Pond 1-6 scale figure. Um, it's a great-looking piece, but there's one thing I just can't seem to get past, and that's the expression on his face. Um, I mean, you know, Tom, the Tom Baker Doctor Who was always known as this sort of fairly cheery Doctor. I mean, you know, when he was faced with some of the most horrible aliens in the galaxy, um, he would sort of do that famous grin and, and offer them jelly babies. Um, and instead, he's he's got this this sort of mortified expression on his face that that looks like he tried to pass gas quietly and something else happened. Like it's just. <laughs> Seriously, look at that face and tell me otherwise. Yeah, no. Um, and, I mean, you've got to be paying big bucks for this. I mean, their figures go anywhere from sort of 150 up to 180 pounds. Uh, you know, I mean, you're talking sort of 270, um, you know, even, you know, $300 for a figure. So, hmm, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, they've definitely, they've nailed his likeness. I mean, they're just oh, it definitely looks but like it him. it is an odd... Um, expression to choose, to be sure. Yeah, yeah. So, hmm, a bit strange, but I don't know. I mean, I know that um, Big Chief are offering uh, an alternate Amy Pond um, portrait. So for those people who bought the Amy Pond figure, they're releasing a, a second head that you can buy and, and do a swap out. So oh, cool. Um, hopefully, if this is um, well-received, they might do something similar. Yep. If you were a mad Tom Baker fan, that wouldn't put you off, you know. But look, I, no, yeah. no, no. But I mean, if you go to their website and see the promo shot, there's this this excellent promo shot of um, the figure and Tom Baker, and Tom Baker's, you know, Doctor Who just doing a relaxed face, and it's it's sort of a, an infinitely better choice. But <laughs> I, I'd still prefer that cheesy grin that he used to do. No, I'm I'm with you. I hear you. Anyway, I think that's it from me. Very good. Well, I've got some news as well. The first one is going to make my eldest daughter very happy and me a little bit more poor. Um, and that is that Funko is not done with the DC characters in their pop vinyl series yet. There is a new wave coming out that will include Batman Beyond, Darkseid, Harley Quinn, and Nightwing. Um, and also in that I've seen a Superboy that I didn't know existed – but someone on our Facebook page tells me that he's already out and is a Hot Topic exclusive. Mm-hmm. So, is Hot Topic an American chain? Yes. Great. Mm. And they have a, uh, they're kind of like one of those girly uh, earring, teeny bopper. Oh, no, no, Hot Topic isn't that. The Hot Topic's the, the grungy looking one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got him confused. My bad. Okay. Well, I don't know but, if he's a Hot Topic exclusive or that's just where he's available. But anyway, um, that'll make it a little bit more challenging for me to track down. Um, but as for the rest, my my daughter has got all of the DC ones all still in their boxes, all displayed very nicely in her room. And so <laughs> she will certainly be happy to add these to them. All uh, of them or just certain ones? No, she's got all the DC ones. Cool. Every every single one that that has been released that she that we've been able to get our hands on they, they've done they do quite a few exclusives 
um, which are often, you know, like repaints. But I've even, you know, got a couple of those, like, because she's a big, you know, Flash fan. So they did a, river, a black Flash for a convention last year, and I got that mm. one. And so oh, so, cool. Yeah. Good present fodder, you know, like for, mm. yeah, you know, relatively, you know, inexpensive birthday and Christmas presents, all good. Um, on the, still in the DC world, but on the much more expensive end, Play Imaginative has announced that their 2013 SDCC exclusive is a super alloy 1-6 scale uh, Batman by Jim Lee figure. So this is, and how much is it going to be? I did read that earlier and thought, holy dooly. Um, it's quite a good-looking figure. It is... Uh, 12 inches in height, at least 85% die-cast metal material um, with interchangeable heads. So there's a non-angry and an angry head, interchangeable hands and gargoyle base. So pretty good looking, and I cannot see the price at the moment, but I would imagine that it will not be cheap. Mm, Not at all. Good looking, though. All jointed groin. Does it really? Yeah. Is that in the list? Does it, yeah. does it, does it have say a, a ball joint and groin? Does it have a boob crunch? <sighs> well, yes. No. But it, does, has, it has a ball jointed groin. It has a ball jointed groin. That's obviously just all the rage now. Mm. The one picture that shows everything laid out, he's got like a little cleaning cough as well. Oh. I guess to shine him up. I don't know. Wow. Okay. And magnets in his feet. He's got magnets in his feet, but he's got a stand that looks like it grabs that ball-jointed groin. <gasps> oh, it does, too. <laughs> that is a ball-jointed groin grabber. Mm. Does it but he can, he can magnetically stick to the gargoyle. Does it have a fan to simulate flapping cape? <laughs> no, but his uh, he's got an underwire cape. Oh. That's important for comfort. Yeah, it's the poor, yeah. the poor man's f- fan. Cape simulator, the underwire cape. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, speaking of ball-jointed groins, um, Mattel, um, I don't know what that's got to do with ball-jointed <laughs> groins, but there you go. It sounded like a good segue. Um, apparently, they're still doing subscriptions. Who knew? No. I know. And uh, the 2014 ones, this was kind of flagged before in a survey, they're going to have a monthly option and a quarterly option. So you will be able to choose when you sign up if you want to receive your subscription items monthly and pay individual shipping or if you want to have them shipped quarterly to save on shipping. Mm. So there you go. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm definitely not on board for Masters of the Universe next year. Um, seeing as I've been flipping most of mine this year and I've got Ram Man, I'm done. Um, I'm, I'll still be in for a Club Infinite, but I don't know. I so, I so don't trust their shipping that kind of leaving it to quarterly doesn't really appeal to me. What do you reckon, yeah. Ben? Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they indicate that, that based on standard shipping in the U.S., you'll save about half. 
So instead of $10 each, three figures, $30, it'll cost you 15 instead. So that's, you know, that's a reasonable saving. But um, you know, that's so much more when it's international. Um, you know, they're up to sort of, what are we paying now for shipping? About $13 or $14 or something, a figure. Um, uh, to, to me, it's all dependent on the... I guess the characters in the sub. Um, if if they announce at San Diego that we're getting some mega kick-ass characters, if if we're getting um, you know Vixen and um, Heatwave and you know all those those characters that we're waiting on Zoriel Aztec, um, as opposed to more Rainbow Lanterns, then it'll be <laughs> it will be considerably harder for me to go for quarterly shipping because I'll I'll want to get them and see them. Um, but if if the sub is enough to get me to press the button but not enough for me to jump for joy, then I'll probably go to quarterly shipping. Yeah, that's a good call, actually. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. Mm. If they they do Phantom Girl, then I'll... Um, yeah, Phantom yeah. Girl, Phantom Lady. Yeah. No, no Phantom Girl, please. <laughs> <laughs> what are you sighing about? I know, you're waiting for the all-Aquaman family sub. Yay! Well, you, you, that you, you want to uh, get me going monthly shipping, then yeah, throw in Mira and mm-hmm. Jade. Yep. Okay. Well, that is the news, and uh, that's all the news. So we will wrap that up, and we'll be right back in a moment with the next installment of the AFP podcast game. Name that. Hi, my name is. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John is also known as Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, and he presents us each week with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So over to you, John. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, last week um, I was a little hungry, so I came up with the sound that we will place here. All right. I know Scott knows what this one is, so I will ask Ben. Ben, did you have any clues or guesses or ideas on this one? No. <laughs> Do you want to the, expand the, on that? or the, the part that is beeped out is Ken. That's the word that's beeped out. Does that help? Well, then I'm going to go with Barbie, yeah. It is It is indeed Barbie. Um, and our good friend over at the forum... Uh, Eddie 3429, not 3428 or 3430, but Eddie 3429 um, picked this one up that it's a McDonald's Barbie. Oh, well. Or a Barbie McDonald's playset, which, you know, Barbie's always coming up with new careers, and I got to wonder, you know, at what point (laughs) did she decide, you know, do you want fries with that as, you know, a career choice? But, and they actually show her, she's like working the drive through window. And, (laughs) how old is it? I uh, look like 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. There's actually a, a fair number of McDonald's playsets that have been out there. There's a Play-Doh one, and I believe there's a Little People one as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of different Barbie McDonald's playsets, actually, just looking at um, 
Google Images. It looks like there's different ones for different vintages. Hmm. There you go. Yeah, so. I worked at McDonald's for three months. My mother made me quit because I nearly got stabbed. <laughs> I, I can see why that would concern her. Yeah, it was in Chicago. Hmm. Huh. Um, I never worked at McDonald's, so. Well, I have this theory. This is a this is from years of managing people that um you can't really become a fully fledged adult until you've worked in some form of hospitality and lived in share accommodation. <laughs> I really think both of those are you know like part of the rights of package. Holy cow! My sister had that Barbie McDonald's set, the old one. I'm sorry, just looking. At- <laughs> just nice segue. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> It's like, I, I, I remember it fondly. I, Han and Luke used to go there and get apple pies and exactly. Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's incredibly frightening is I, I worked as a bouncer for 18 months, and I think you got threatened more times than I did just working at McDonald's. <laughs> I was, it was actually um, taking out the rubbish, and there was someone so, there was something untoward going on in the rubbish enclosure, and dude pulled the knife on me. But hmm. I mm. ran away, and I wasn't really particularly scared or in any great amount of danger, but made the mistake of mentioning it. Mm. And that was it. And the guy left because he thought he heard the police siren coming, but that was just Scott. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> scre- screaming like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, congratulations, Eddie. Oh, yeah. um, what what are we doing? Are we recording a podcast? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> totally and, uh, <laughs> you have, you've been awarded a uh, forum point, so... Yay. Spend it wisely, my friend. Yay. Not all in one place either. No. We, Budget. We better we better play a new sound this week, so we okay. will play this sound. Try my red slime. Ah. Lumos. Slime is more powerful in the dark. Well, and we'll play it one more time just for those of you that maybe didn't catch it the first time. Ah, I've been slime. Try my red slime. Ah. Lumos. Slime is more powerful in the dark. Well, if you think you guys know what that one is, be like Eddie and come over to the forum and make a guess because uh, sorry, be like Eddie two four nine or whatever it is. Not not any of the, yeah three four two nine. Be more specific, please. It's the what, guy's name. You you can't even get it right. It's, but you know, I mean, you said be like Eddie. What if they decided to be like Eddie five six nine two, who's a serial killer? That would be bad. I don't mind that, as long as it's not in Indiana. Man. Do whatever they want. Yeah, that's where he lives. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, come on over to the forum. Make a guess. You could win forum points because, you know, that's what all the cool kids want. <laughs> For sure. That's why, that's why Ben has more than Scott. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have more than anyone. I'm the king. I want to know where they come from. Because I will what? just point out that administrators have the ability to give to control points. I have never awarded myself a point. In fact, I I dish out the points all the time. <laughs> I do too. Hmm, I'm always not to but, me. You know, I I've won an awful lot of game nats. I do very that, well with the accessories. That is true. He does. Okay. Anyway, well, after that little revelation, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> completely off track discussion, um. <laughs> I believe we're still actually recording a podcast here, and if we are, then the next bit would be Toy of the Week. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string, and here comes Spider-Man. 
This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments. It's called Toy of the Week. In each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. Now, these might be a new release, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And speaking of bizarre, it's over to you, Scott. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, well, this is a review of a Bowen Design statue that came out earlier this year, and this is their second captain marvel statue and when i say captain marvel i'm talking about the um marvel original captain marvel from marvel comics captain marvel not any of the other pretenders um and uh this is a piece that was digitally sculpted by joseph mena whom i'll talk a bit more about in a moment it is uh, what bowen classes as an action statue so their museum statues are just in a, a neutral standing pose and an action's got some sort of action happening. Um, Captain Marvel has had a bust, one of the earlier Bowen busts when they still didn't do arms, etc. He's had a museum statue. He's had a faux bronze museum statue. And now he has an action statue as well. And there's been variants of each of those, but we're looking at the Jim Starlin Captain Marvel creation. Speaking of Jim Starlin, this action pose is actually based on uh, some really classic Jim Starlin Captain Marvel art and uh, brilliantly done. So this is him flying uh, out of the page or um, off the desk, as it were. It's really amazing to look at this and just think that it started off as a, a digital sculpt because it is so uh, dynamic in its design. Joseph Mena, if you are not familiar with him, is one of, was one of the pioneers of digital sculpting, and I knew I knew that I knew who he was. He's done quite a few. Um, bits and pieces for Bowen, for DC collectibles, not just statues, but action figures as well. But what I didn't realize until I started researching for the show is that his day job is actually digitally designing coins for the U.S. Mint. Oh, cool. Isn't that cool? And if you, have a, cool. If you have a look at his website, which is josephmena.com, it's just a, you know, I'm often amazed when I research people that um, make the things that we enjoy, just, you know, how interesting their lives and their experience are. Um, probably one of his better known comic related pieces is the Bowen Mephisto statue, which is a really um, beautiful, I mean, scary, but beautiful p- piece of Mephisto sitting in his throne and mm. being all tyrant-like. Um, he did the Bowen Pyro bust, which is a really beautiful piece as well. Um, he's done some Batman black and white stuff. He did the recent DC Collectibles Parademon action figure, the New 52 one, which is beautiful in terms oh, of okay. detail, etc. Um, but Oh, you know, he did the spider dar oh spider Darth Maul and the Ewok uh Yes. The yes. Scout Trooper comic cut. Correct. That's some that's a hell of a second job. <laughs> it's 
absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, he he does he does commission work, and but then he also does he designs coins. It's fascinating. So all that you know make, makes me just appreciate this piece more when you have a look at it. So this is quite an interesting design. It is fourteen inches tall to the top of his fists, which are stretched out. Um, I'm not actually sure how wide it is, but I reckon it would be almost clo- close to uh, the same in, in terms of its diameter with width because he's leaping forward off the statue. It's quite a complicated base. There's a metal-looking base at the bottom. There's then a crater or planet-type um, piece. And then Captain Marvel is actually sculpted into the swoosh that he's uh, creating as he's flying, and that has been cast in a um, semi-translucent material with sparkles in it. it. It looks absolutely amazing. There's nothing that can kind of replace actually seeing this piece in person. And the the, the metal bit at the bottom of the base is one piece, and then all of the rest of it, the little planetoid, the swirl, and Captain Marvel is another piece, which slots in with both a kind of sculpted base and then a peg as well. And it is amazingly sturdy. When you look at it, because he stretches out uh, quite ahead of the base, you would think that he would be a tipping risk, but he is incredibly sturdy. You're not going to knock this over as mm. long as it's securely uh, placed into the base it is so the sculpting is just absolutely beautiful um the the use of the different types of material that translucent material that he is uh that is a part of him he's not doesn't attach to that it's all one piece so to be able to produce this in a way that you know includes uh opaque material with metallic paints etc and then in the same piece have translucent uh material that's got sparkles through it and then a a, a matte painted um planetoid all in one piece it's, it's it's a masterpiece as far as i'm concerned can you tell that i like this statue i'm i'm getting a somewhat of a vibe <laughs> now i skipped all over our normal um, list of things because I'm so excited about this year of <laughs> release and acquisition is both 2013. This is, I've mentioned before that because we moved and I knew from the beginning of the year that we were moving into our new house, a number of things that I received, I didn't unpack until we moved. And this was one of them. So this sat in my garage um, almost from the beginning of the year when I received it. Uh, and it was worth the wait. To, to finally get to unpack it and really appreciate it. Um, in terms of the packaging, it's the standard Bowen packaging. It's a big box because, uh, this is, Bowen's actually gotten better in terms of reducing the sizes of some of their boxes and being a bit more clever about how they package bases, etc. But there's no way around this being a, a big box because he's all, in one piece besides the little metal base and he takes up a lot of room. So, mm-hmm. but we can forgive that for, um, the way that it turned out, which is exceptional. The, the, in terms of paint, I've already talked about sculpt in terms of paint. Um, there's a great mix of the different kind of textures, his suit. So the blue and red of his suit and his, um, 
yellow wrist gauntlets, etc., are metallic, but then his hair, his skin are matte, and then we've got the translucent materials as well. So it's a it's a huge accomplishment. And again, you know, to go back to thinking this is a digital sculpt, really I think just shows what digital sculpting can do. Mm. And when you research Joseph Bennett a bit, he is a traditionally trained sculptor. He's not didn't start off as a digital sculptor, but I've read a couple of different places where he said that basically, you know, almost everything he does now is digital sculpt because as far as he's concerned, there's nothing that digital sculpting can't do. Well, well, that's right. And I mean, there's there's no sort of lying in in digital sculpting. Like if you if you sculpt it and then you run that through a digital milling machine, it's it's going to carve out exactly what you've done. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, this is limited edition of five hundred. And I got 88, which my eldest and I had quite a laugh about because 88 is her favorite number. <laughs> um, like the random number that she's always defaulted to since she was a little kid, so it's become kind of a family joke. <laughs> um, there is another version of this as well, which was a, a web exclusive from Bowen Designs, and that's a Cree soldier kind of first, first appearance, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, but uh, in a cosmic um looking form yeah. so uh, quite quite groovy same design same swoosh and um but a different uh, different kind of mirror image you know pose to the the cap the, the captain marvel um that's certainly not an essential for my collection but this one is and uh he looks quite nice next to if you've ever seen the um 70s Ms. Marvel action statue, which is a flying okay. one as well. I've got them sitting next to each other, and they're at similar heights, and they look really good next to each other, which is oh, cool. groovy. So in terms of a dolly rating, this is obviously – look, this is an 11 as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if we're allowed to do that. I know Justin would be rolling in his grave right now. And he's not even dead. But as far as I'm concerned, this is an 11. So I'm giving it an 11 out of 10. Wow. Wow. It, it, mm. it, it is awesome. But it's, uh, I think you've just set a precedence. Well, you know. You've, I, you've, you've actually taken us to the spinal tap level. <laughs> it, it's not something that. You know, on, on first glance, you kind of go, oh, this is great, you know, cool. But particularly with the size of the Bowen collection I've got, you know, there are others that are bigger or, you know, more eye-catching in certain ways. But when you actually really sit down and look at this, the quality of the production, the cleverness of the design, it is, you know, it's to me it's going to stand the test of time as a truly great piece. And uh, then when you... Um, look at who did it and Joseph Menna and his background. Um, it, it's a great, great piece. So it's an 11 out of 10 and Justin can bite it if he doesn't like it. It's it's great because you can turn it up to a, to 10 and you've still got one more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on our next episode of John and those British guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but that's it from me. And uh, fantastic, yeah. All I got to say, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. That does wrap up the toy of the week. And when we come back, we might talk about some of the new items we've added to our collection. You can bring home the adventure of Disney's Toy Story now on video with the talking and poseable figures of Woody and Buzz Lightyear. My name's Woody, Buzz Lightyear. I come in peace. Cool, he glows in the dark. Meet 
intergalactic Buzz Lightyear. His new spacesuit protects him from evil proton rays and comes equipped with a flip-up arm communicator. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Firing missiles on target. Buzz Lightyear and Woody figures are each sold separately. Batteries are included from Thinkway. Well, we're all here because we collect. So feeding the addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and confess anything new that we have bought or pre-ordered since last we spoke. John, you're first in the confessional, so over to you. I went on a tear over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> a tear? <laughs> you know, normal, yeah, normally, um, you know, I have one thing normally when we talk, but I actually bought five things since the last time we were. Gosh. Oh, damn. Out of control. I bought three pop vinyls and two Doctor Who Titans, so. The, okay, for the pop vinyl, I was at the drugstore, or one of the drugstores, and, and they have like a very small toy section, and they had War Machine from Iron Man 3, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and it rang up at $4, because it was on sale. Oh. So, I had to go back the next day, and they had uh, two other ones, so I picked up the other two, but it, it turns out only the Iron Man 3 ones were on sale. So I had to pay full price for one, and then uh, I, I paid half price for the other. So I ended up getting War Machine, um, Iron Patriot, and uh, Nick Fury. Cool. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. And then uh, one of our local stores had a whole box of Doctor Who Titans, and unfortunately Mrs. Nerd wasn't around to help me pick. So I picked out two, and I got a duplicate Ood, mm. which is not which is not all bad because you know. I like the Oods, so. Uh, but I also got a. I managed to get a eleventh uh, Doctor, and I got the variant one. So, oh, if, if you go cool. over, if you go over to TV and Film Toys right now, um, he should be on the homepage. I did a review of him. So, so did you get the Ood with the breathing thing or without? With it's with. the same one I had. It's the standard one. I, I think the the variant one has like a bright green. Maybe it's a glow in the dark ball or something. I'm not sure. Very cool. What the actual variant on the Ood is, but so now I've got now on top of my desk here I've got a uh, a doctor and an Ood and a silence. That's very cool. Hmm. Very cool. And uh, me, what did me? Oh no, it's you, Ben. You, Ben. What did, what you, did, get? Get? What, well, what did you get? Well, me, me got the <laughs> the uh, Funko Pop vinyl Darth Vader. And swore that they would never get another because it would start something. And uh, then I got Ghost Rider for my birthday and I went, yeah, that's really cool, but I'll definitely never get another one. Uh, and I now own the Funko Pop Vinyl Predator. But, um, John need, talked about a while ago. You need the uh, alien to go with him, you know? Oh, don't worry. He, he stares at me, uh, from my local comic shop every time I go to pick up my <laughs> weekly stash of comics. He's, sitting there staring at me so um but uh, it's a it's a slippery slope indeed so uh, great looking figure very very sort of cute in the typical you know funko pop vinyl way um but something that was a bit of a win at the comic con today was um i came across there's a guy i've known for a long time he's always at the cons and he sells a lot of toys including secondhand stuff uh, and under his table, he had this huge tub of loose action figures, and each one was in a little sandwich bag. And I sort of 
thought I saw some DC Universe classics and so I sort of, you know, ducked down in amongst the throngs of uh, people and sure enough it was this huge case, uh, this huge container of DC Universe classics and I actually quickly worked out that uh, effectively it was an entire collection uh, as if he'd actually bought someone's whole collection because as I looked down I saw a Mr. Freeze and I thought hmm Mr. Freeze is is not common because he's from the you know the DC superheroes line before DC Universe classics and so I started rummaging around and I came across Two-Face and I I still needed a Two-Face and uh, I thought oh that's a that's a bit of a score and then I came across the original Killer Croc uh, and so I thought, oh, I still need a killer croc, so I'll, I'll grab him. And uh, a couple of figures that I've got in my collection, it was an opportunity to to sort of update them. So I didn't have the um, the Cassie Kane um, Batgirl, uh, so that was a good score, and the original Scarecrow as well. Um, and so these figures were about fifteen dollars each, loose. And so I was sort of obviously quite happy to score some of the ones that I'm still missing and, and I was hoping to find Steel who um, still eludes me and because I, I refuse to pay ridiculous prices. But as I was sort of rummaging through the box, I came across a light ray. So um, I, I definitely picked that one up because uh, he's worth an absolute fortune. So, yeah, so that was a bit of a, a score. So I ticked a few more off of my uh, need list. Oh, that's very good. So you didn't have a light ray already? No, I did, but um, you know, I, I I looked for him on eBay for a long time, and he's one of those figures that goes for a hundred dollars um, really? easily. Loose. And yeah, yeah, great. And uh, he's big bucks, and I ended up picking one up, and uh, a guy sold his collection. So yeah, so I, I picked one up. <laughs> very good. Yeah, well done. All right, and that does leave me. I've had a very slow week. All I got was a Despicable Me 2 Minion, <laughs> um, which was from my desk at work and um, created great fun the other day. <laughs> um, so I think it's Dave. I just love those things, and I love that they've got those names like Kevin. Kevin! <laughs> mm. um, have you have you seen the new movie yet, John? No, it's still... Not out here. Oh, okay. Well, we're still. We waiting got for another. We got another week yet. Well, we're still July third, I think. So. Uh, we're still waiting for Man of Steel, so don't. Yeah, too we good. Get Man of Steel next week. Yeah, I don't know why we had to wait so long for that, but anyway, there you go. Um, but then I mentioned before that I went to Ballarat, which is a regional town in Victoria, Australia, for work the other week. It was you did, did what to a rat? <laughs> I went to Ballarat. Um, oh. The, but I also discovered in Ballarat that there is a fantastic comic book store there called Heroes HQ, which is in an old house and it has rooms and rooms of toys and statues and Doctor Who stuff and Game of Thrones and amazing. And the, the funny thing that I found there was my um, as well as well as collecting. Uh, Funko DC Pop Vinyls. My eldest also collects these prints that are done by a guy here in Melbourne, and I thought only sold at um, my local comic shop. Um, and they're these Nemesis prints that call them, where they have a, a baddie and a, and a goodie, and like half of their face each. And she's got quite a few of them, the DC ones, and the, we get little frames for them from Target. She's got them up on her wall. And not only did they 
have them at Heroes HQ in Ballarat, but they had one that she didn't have, um, which is a was a Supergirl and Dark Side one. So there's a Superman and Dark Side one, um, a Superman and Lex Luthor one, which she's got, and then now she's got Supergirl and Dark Side. And I found out that the reason that they're there is because the artist's mother lives in Ballarat. Ah, so she brings them in. Good. Had a great chat to the proprietor there um, and brought home something unexpected that made Miss 12 extremely happy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Gambit and Mr. Sinister. Pardon? Gambit and Mr. Sinister. Yeah, there's a Marvel series as well. I've um, And th- there's more of those. Um, th- there's more than the website that we're looking at, which has got quite a few. There- there's more in each set than what's um, on there. So, who's, who's with Zatanna? Well, uh, my daughter and I were talking about that, and I'm not exactly sure who that is. <laughs> I know. She thought it was Ra's but it's not. I'm sure it's not. Um, is it Two-Face, maybe? Uh, that doesn't... Mm, doesn't really fit. Doesn't really fit Zatanna, does it? Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Who that is? But, yeah, we don't have that one yet. But she's keen. We didn't know that that existed until because I didn't. I didn't know the website or anything until um, talking to the guy at Ballarat. Hmm. So there you go. So that's my stuff that I got. That's unless anyone has anything else to report. No. No. Then fantastic. It's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Well, Red Carded is that time of the podcast when we tell someone that they suck. And, uh, yeah, this week it's Ben. So, Ben, it's up to you to point out the suckage and deal with it accordingly. Over to you, Ben. I'm glad you clarified that and you didn't say we point out something that sucks and this week it's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for That's that. That's just what I'll edit it down to, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the idea. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, this week we're talking about something that I think is really just disappointing uh, more than anything. And I got off to see World War Z, Brad Pitt's new zombie movie. And it's not a bad film. It um, moves along at a pretty rapid pace. There's not a lot of gore. They've kept the um, the violence and the gore down to keep the rating down. So it's not your sort of typical head-exploding type, um, you know, flesh-tearing zombie film and um oh, i quite enjoyed it but uh our friends over at jazzwares inc uh, are releasing six inch figures based on the film now normally that's something to be pretty excited about uh we you know get some zombie love in six inch scale which has um been you know avoiding us um thanks to mcfarlane's odd scale choice but we've actually seen some promo shots of the series one and series two figures from jazzwares and um they're yeah, pretty much underwhelming, um, underwhelming in a, in a huge way, I guess. Um, we get Series 1, which is a civilian zombie and a special forces zombie with uh, a couple of different versions of that one. And in Series 2, we actually get Jerry Lane, who's the Brad Pitt character, and a paramedic zombie. Um, I don't know where to start, really. I mean, aside from the fact that the figures look really, really ordinary, um, they've got these really bizarre sort of v-cut hips on the series one figures um in the traditional sort of dc um 
direct style. But then series two uh, goes to a, a ball-jointed uh, hip. So it, it's a completely different style uh, from one wave to the next. Hmm. Um, now, the in the series one, we get the civilian zombie and a special forces zombie. Now, the civilian zombie, yep, fair enough. We see heaps of those in the movie. But the special forces zombie, yeah, I don't really remember them too much in the film. Um, and then when we go to the way two, we get Jerry Lane, who looks absolutely nothing like Brad Pitt, which is, yeah, look, okay, that's fair enough. He, he's not big on handing over his likeness. Um, and then we get a paramedic zombie who is um, dark-skinned, um, as in African, and I don't remember that guy in the movie. Now, it's a little bit weird because once you've seen the film, there are actually some really good supporting characters in the film. There's a, a female Israeli soldier who plays quite a significant role in the film, uh, and I would have thought she'd make for a great action figure, but there's certainly no sign of her. Instead, we get a, you know, a, a paramedic zombie um, who just looks odd, and but they just they just don't have any wow factor to them whatsoever. Um, there's really nothing, you know. I mean, Jerry Lane has a very odd sort of wrist cut joint that just looks peculiar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really um, interesting. Like the paramedic zombie has a a sort of abdomen cut. It's not a waist cut. It's kind of like a cut right in the middle of his torso um sort of under his rib cage yet the the jerry lane figure actually has a sort of an ab crunch type thing yeah maybe it's it's all over the shop really it It looks like um i mean i think what's weird about this is it just seems like a why bother toy line you know like why bother yeah it's 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 not wowing is it no um, yeah, I don't know. And look, at, at this particular time, Jazzwares haven't exactly been blowing us out of the water with a lot of their stuff. Um, I reviewed their um, their regular show, Mordecai and Rigby um, figures, you know, not that long ago, and was very disappointed by those. They've probably had some huge sales with those, and they've also got the license for Adventure Time, which is um, probably doing very well for them. So, you know, I kind of want to say, hey, Jazzwares, you might want to stick to the um, the animated stuff. <laughs> They've got the uh, Teen Titans Go license now mm. for the new the new version. Yeah, and look for a, 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 a I guess for a, a wave of figures that should be really blowing me away and getting me really excited. Six inch scale zombies, etc. Um, there's really nothing there that will make me rush out and buy them. Um, right. I'm just not sold at all. So yeah, look, Jazzwares, you're going to get our red card of the week. I think that is indeed well deserved. Yeah, uh, that the civilian zombie that just looks like it's going to be a horrid mess. The paint looks terrible on it. Yeah, it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. Well, good call, Ben. And uh, Jazzwares is that Jazzwares first red card? I think it might be seventy shows in, and we're still coming up with new and original ideas. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? All right, well, thanks for... (laughs) And uh, up next, I'm going to thrash Ben in the AFB challenge. I just know it. Mm -hmm. Time will tell. Mm -hmm. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. It's Catwoman. 
but Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. Captain trap. But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Well, a number of episodes ago now, John came up with a great game to play, which is action figure trivia and such. Um, and we called it the AFB Challenge. We've played a couple of times now, and it's time for another round. So, Game Master, over to you. Well, you know, I think you guys are both one and one, aren't you? That's fine. That, I think that's so. that's where we're where where we're at. Um, so this will be kind of a a battle of the titans here. Uh, <laughs> for for those of you that haven't been listening, uh, this is kind of like a Jeopardy game. We we put up some categories, and there's three levels: a hundred, two hundred, and three hundred dollar level questions, and we take turns answering them. And whoever gets the question right gets the money. So Ooh, the money, yay, money. <laughs> Now, we, we need to take care of some housekeeping here first, and that would be, gentlemen, you need to select your buzzers. Snarf. Okay. <laughs> um, me, 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 me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no? Okay. Me, me, me. My favorite is still, uh, it's still Adam's buzzer. <laughs> but... The annoyed man. Yeah. We will reveal the categories. Ooh. <gasps> and they are... Lego my Lego, name the line. They are not marvelous destinations. And the action figure auto trader, hang on one second. <laughs> that did not come across. Uh, the second to last one there is actually Muppet Mayhem. What? Muppet Mayhem. Okay. Yeah. I can so, totally see. Nervous already. So where's the Glamour Gals category? I studied and everything. <laughs> you don't think I'd actually tell you what the categories were going to be? No. So there's your, your categories for you. One more time. Lego My Lego, Name the Line, Muppet Mayhem, and Action Figure Auto Trader. I'm nervous. <laughs> I am nervous. This does not look good. So gentlemen... Select a number between 1 and 10, and the person closest to it will go first. 9. 3. Ben will go first because my number was 7. Yay. Yay. So, Ben. Oh, here we go. How about, how about Muppet Mayhem for 100? Oh, dear. Muppet <laughs> Mayhem for 100. What is the name of Gonzo's favorite chicken? Oh, um... Oh, me, me! <laughs> uh, go ahead, Scott. Oh, no, I have no idea. I want to say Henrietta. And that is not correct. Damn it. Oh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> um, oh, it's... Does that mean I have negative similar. 100? Oh, um, Snarf! Yep. Uh, Ben? Um, is it Camilla? It is Camilla. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I knew it was something. When you said Henrietta, I thought, oh, he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, Ben, you are up again. Uh, um, oh, uh, oh, look, let, um, I'm, I'm very um, 
I'm interested by the title. So can I please have Action Figure Auto Trader for 100? Okay. This is a 1969 Dodge Charger with non-opening doors. Uh, oh, Snarf. Ben. Um, what is the General Lee? That is correct, and that's how it's done, boys and girls. What? Oh, damn. Oh, no, I'm going to be terrible at that. I don't know anything about cars. It was actually a 1969 Dodge Charger with a 1970 front end. Some of them. <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh, let's give Scott a go. Uh, let, let's, can I please have name the line for 100? Name the line for 100. Sark, Warrior, and Flynn. <sighs> Sark, Warrior, and Flynn. Oh, me, 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 me. <laughs> Scott. Me, Tron. It is Tron. Yay. Oh, nice, very nice. Yay. You're uh, now at zero. <laughs> Man. In the it's up to you to select the next category. Okay. Um have we done oh let's do Muppets for two hundred. Muppets for two hundred. What Palisades Muppet figure came with a bait pail? Snarf. Bam. Uh, was it Pepe? It is not Pepe. Ooh. A bait pail. Bait pail. Damn it. Going out so fast. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come on. You going to take a guess or not? You going to pass? Oh, well, I'm just worried if I take a guess and I'm wrong, I'm going to be even more in the <laughs> you know, thing that I already was. Bait pail. I don't even know what that means. No, I'm not going to try. The answer is Lou Zealand. Ah, oh, of course. Of course. Oh, seriously. Curses. Curses. <laughs> well, I would not have got that. So there you go. Ah, yeah. So yeah. after the first few rounds of questions, the score is tied at. Zero. <laughs> oh, did I lose my money because I got it yeah, wrong? Yeah, yeah, you got it wrong. Ah, oh, damn. Bummer, dude. Damn. So, so it, after that, yeah. It's, it's me Ben's question. Ben? No, it's Ben. Yeah, didn't he get one right? Oh, no, you're right. It is Scott. I'm it's sorry. I, yeah. Hello. Um, well, I'm scared of the Lego questions, but Lego my Lego. <laughs> For a hundred. For a hundred. Yep. Okay. Let me take that off the board. I'm scared. Here. Scared. What game changing innovation did Lego introduce in 1978? Innovation. <sighs> <sighs> There's only one thing I can think of, but now I'm just nervous about getting it wrong and going into the minuses. Come on, you want to take a chance. 
I do, but then you'll just yeah, you'll and you'll just yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I'll snarf. Okay, go ahead. Was that when they introduced the 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 technical technical Lego? You know, with the moving parts, like the, oh, the expert. No, it's not. Ah, oh, jeez. So sorry. They introduced something else, though. Oh, yeah, obviously. Is it a... Oh, introduced... Game-changing innovation. Oh. Uh, me, me, me. Okay. I'll go with the, the space theme. Mmm. I am going to have to say no. Oh. <laughs> it's related, though. Kind of. 1978, they introduced the modern minifigure, the modern Lego minifigure. Oh, jeez. I told you it was game-changing. The modern minifigure. Yeah, because before that, they didn't have their figures were all these big, bulky things with about a 15-millimeter oh, okay. diameter head and... They were real goofy looking things. Man. So the, the minifigure was this introduced. It's too hard tonight, John. <laughs> and and one of the uh the first lines was actually the space line. There was three lines space, yes. city, and um castle. Castle, yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I actually had a ton of those. I had the command center and Was it, but when was City was that I know space and castle were like started at the same time. Same time. Same time. City as well? Yeah. Okay, there you go. So. In that year? <gasps> Seems game changing to me. Yep. The space line. Yes, it was. Very game changing. I had a bunch of those. But I'm still wrong. I had You're still wrong. Man. Okay. You're still wrong, and we're still tied. Okay, it's still me. So uh, this this table isn't working. Oh, let's go name the line for 200. Name the line for 200. Okay. Moltar, Magma Man, and Warbo. <laughs> Moltar, oh gosh, that rings a bell. Moltar. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't want to get it. Uh, oh, me, 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 me. me. Snarf. <laughs> me. I think we had a me first, so. Christar. Yeah, Christar. It, it is Christar. Yes. Congratulations. I would have said Christar. Christar. <laughs> okay. Uh,. Oh, uh, well, name the line for 300, let's see it. Oh, jeez. Hang on a second. It's going hard. Snafu here. Okay, we're better now. Okay, name the line for, you said, 300? Yep. Okay, here we go. Isaac, Julie, Gopher. Oh, me, 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 me. <laughs> love boat. <laughs> it is the love boat. Yes. <laughs> Some of us didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, that didn't work great at all, did it? Love Boat and Fantasy Island were like family institutions in my house growing up. I would never have got that. Seriously? I watched manly shows like Knight Rider, David Hasselhoff getting around with his mascara. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point in the game, just for those of you keeping track, it's four hundred dollars for Scott and minus a hundred for Ben. Jeez. Oh, All right. <laughs> so the moral of the story, kids, is never ever try. 
Well, let's get some pain out of the way. I'll, um, let's go for action figure auto trader for two hundred. Give Ben a chance to catch up. <laughs> okay. And nineteen eighty two Trans Am with a mind of its own. Snarf. Oh, <laughs> damn it, I know. Ben. Uh, that would be Kit from Knight Rider. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> That's really weird. The, that just you just talked about. It. You just mentioned it. It's <laughs> absolutely bizarre. <laughs> I'm not mentioning anything ever again. <laughs> well, now that I'm back in the black, how about we try and stay in that? And uh, there we go. Action figure auto trader for 300. Thank you. Action figure auto trader for 300. 1985 Camaro with gull wing doors. Jeez. <sighs> Wow. Gullwing doors. Custom gullwing doors. Gullwings. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a bell. Me, 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 me. Scott. Uh, oh, damn it, now I... Oh, you, is it a... Um, are you Googling? No, I, just, I, just, I had this blink in my head. Is it from Back to the Future? No. Oh, damn it. That's a DeLorean. Of course, I don't know why. I thought. As soon as it does I saw, have those kind of doors, though. I know that's. I got caught on the doors and forgot the make. Uh, was that for three hundred? Did I just lose three hundred points? Yes, you did. Ah, get it wrong, Ben. Have a go, Ben. ben. You should oh, always right. no, because you. Oh, it's making me nervous now. Uh, so you're gonna pass, Ben. You should always try. Well, I don't want to have a guess, because... Oh, bloody hell. Oh, I'm just trying to... Th- I, I'm, I'm picturing a, a particular TV show, and I'm just trying to date it to... to... No, I can't be 100%, unfortunately. So you're passing... Um, gonna pass. Okay. okay. Mm. It is a mask thunderwing. Oh, damn it. Ah, uh, Yeah, see? Well, you, you, you know the car, don't you? No, what? I have no idea. I don't know mask at all. That's why I'm going, oh, damn it. Oh, see, that was like one of the most popular mask images and vehicles. That I was just, see, I don't know mask. And of course, I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking toys. I was still thinking TV show. Uh. It was action figure auto trader. They were all toys. Uh, the other two were from TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> you threw me. I'm sorry, but they were all toys. See, I got, I got caught by the Goldwing doors. And Back to the Future wasn't a TV show either. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so we have left. <laughs> um, which ones do we have left? We have Muppet <laughs> Mayhem for 300 and Lego My Lego for 200 and 300. Uh, was it me still? Mm-hmm. I believe I... so. Hmm. Um, can I please then, let's, let's finish off the Muppets then. <sighs> okay, Muppet Mayhem. Who did Sweetums sing a duet of two lost souls with on a classic Muppet Show episode? <sighs> um... Oh. Oh. oh, I've got. 
Oh, 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 me, 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 me. Scott. Oh, damn it. You don't know his name, do you? I'm th- I've got to answer now, haven't I? Because I'm... Yeah, you... Uh, well, I'm just thinking... To, yeah. I'm thinking that, uh, that the thing that I thought... <laughs> Is was it? Oh dear. Was it? A, is it a, a character or a person? It is a character. That that he sang with. Yes, it is. Oh, was it? Was it Robin? <laughs> it was Robin. Yes. Oh, get out of town! Uh, the little froggy, you're so cute. Do you know what? I just I had a brain blank because I know he sang a duet with um Cher. Oh sure, Ben's sure. So that's what I thought of. When I, that's what I initially thought of when I, um, said me, me, me. Yeah, as soon as I think uh, of Sweetums, I think of Vincent Price. So. And then, then when I thought Two Lost Souls, I thought, no, that wasn't with Sure. Now, can I, I need, I have to Google to find out what he's saying with Sure. Yeah, he sang with Sure, but I don't know what the. I just said Sure, didn't I? Share. Yes, you did. God she was on, ben. um, our version of The Voice this week. Share and Sweetums, what did they sing? That old black magic. <laughs> oh, I love Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cute. Okay, the score is now 400 for Scott and 100 for Ben. Oh. But we got two answers left, so you have plenty of time to make it up. So, Scott, you get to pick. Oh, let go my Lego. 200 or the 300? Let's go 200. Okay, let's go 200 and Lego my Lego. This Lego line, which started in 2001, was originally part of the Lego Technics line. Me, me, me. 2001. Scott. I'm just going to say Bionicles. It is Bionicle. Yay! Okay, Lego, my Lego for 300. Okay, last question. Ready? Yeah. Guys? Yeah. Okay, here we go. What is an AFOL? What? Oh, gosh, that sounds familiar. A-F-O-L. A-F-O-L. Oh, um, oh, um, um, Snarf. Mr. Snarf? Is it, uh, is it something like an, an adult fan of Lego? It is adult fan of Lego. Oh, damn. What, Good uh, job. I've never heard that. The yeah, Lego. I saw a brick set or something. Ethel. Yep. So... Once oh. I put that in, let's see where everybody ends up. See that it's you know, it'd be not really interesting is if it was um, fans of adult Lego. <laughs> <laughs> A whole different line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, at the end of regulation, going into the final round, we are at Scott for six hundred, Ben at four hundred. And if you don't remember how this works, I will give you a category. And once I give you that category, you will make a wager. And once you make the wager, I will ask the question and you will IM that to me in the Skype chatty thing as a private type thing so that, you know, Scott, you can't see Ben's answer and Ben can't see Scott's answer. And we'll go from there. We'll see who wins. Just to clarify, the wager is... You can wager whatever you want of your total. So you... You, Scott, have 600. Ben, you have 400 to wager. Yeah. 
And so if, okay. you, if you get it right, you double that. Is that right? Uh, what you no, raised? you can you could wager 100, you could wager 200, you can wager 201, whatever you want. But so like if I wager 100 and I get it right, you get 100. 700. I get 100 and if I get it wrong, I lose 100. Yes. Okay, I got it now. You sure? Yeah. I know math's not your strong suit. <laughs> so, no, I thought that. so if Ben wagers 400 mm-hmm. and he gets it right, he then yes. 200 he gets, and get it right as well. Then he gets 400 and then his total is 800. Yes. Okay, I'm with you. Do, do you want me to tell you what to wager? No, no, no. I'm just trying to. <laughs> you know that maths is not my strong point. Numbers and I have a very tenuous relationship. That's why I was an English teacher. As, as a Jeopardy watcher, I could tell you that you're probably your best wager would be $201. But it depends on how you feel about the category. Oh, yeah, true. What's the category? The category is it's a comic category Batman Adversaries. Yeah, I'm going to throw it all out. Do I, do, we're not supposed to say what it is. We have to. We're supposed to. No, your wager. You can. You can tell us because that's not going to make a difference. I'm not going to. I thought it was supposed to be a secret. No, the answer. Oh, it's the answer. Yeah, answer is get it right. Batman adversaries. I'm going to wager it all. Jeez. Go 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 strong or go home. If I don't know my Batman adversaries, I don't deserve to win. <laughs> okay. Gentlemen, are you ready with your little Skypey oh, uh, no. boxy things? Sorry, what do I have to do? I have to um. You will IM me your your answer on Skype. On Skype. Yeah. Uh, it's like he's never done this before. Oh, shut up, you! And he won. I know. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Yep. This controversial Batman character wears a red costume and a gold mask, and has never had an official action figure. Oh, ah, yeah, mm, um, mm, yes. I did wager all of it, didn't I? Yes, you I did. I, I don't think I know the spelling, though. No, that's okay. Can I just throw it out there and... Yeah, just, just diam it to me there and we'll... Uh, I don't know the spelling, but I'll, I'll just throw it out there and go... I think it's that. Hmm... We'll wait on Scott's answer here. Oh, come on, man. Hmm. You know what you don't. I did. In, in, interesting. The answer is not accounting for spelling. Anarchy. And gentlemen, you both got it right. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Now, sorry, who spelled Yay. it correctly? Well... Ben spelt it correctly for the word. You spelt it correctly for the character. Well, I knew it had a K, but I didn't know whether there was, you know, yeah. it was, you know. Yeah. So with uh, $1,200, Scott, you are the winner of this round of the AFB Challenge. Yes, well played. Yay. Well played. And, and, and Ben, you made a valiant effort there at the end, oh, I've got to say. Golf you came back. Golf clap. <laughs> what, what makes, um, just out of interest, what, what do you reckon makes anarchy controversial? His views. Oh, okay, right. Like, oh, sorry. It's not yeah, the character yeah, itself is controversial. No. That's what nearly no. threw me for a moment. I was like, oh, <laughs> controversial. No. 
Now, not, apparently if he said, his, if he'd said lame, <laughs> his, his <laughs> views, <laughs> um, political leanings, apparently, you know, are, are kind of controversial. Um, you know, cause some of the writers were putting in you know, more controversial political themes in there than some people liked. Oh, okay. I got it. A name like Anarchy. Who would have thought? Yeah, I only really remember him from the one, um, there was an annual with him. He had his own series. Yeah, I've yeah. never read that. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. For about a year, maybe. I seem hmm. to, I have this vague memory that that was actually not bad. Hmm. Like, you know, it was a, who was it? It was, was um, it, was it a mini that went into a trade, maybe? Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had his own series. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, well, good job, gentlemen. Yeah, you guys did good. I, uh, I think Robin kind of helped me out there. Yeah, that was I've probably to, the one. I've got to stop guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that you lose money when you get it wrong. Yeah, but my um, my uh. Insane devotion to the Muppet Show <laughs> definitely helped me out there. <laughs> you didn't get New Zealand. I well, the, the bait pail threw me. We don't call them pails; we call them buckets. Yeah, you might want to go and update your pail list and. Change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just could. That did not. It, no, actually, I did. I understood it was a bucket, but just the that was good. That was a good. Um, that was a good one. Hmm. Good one. Good. There were some challenging questions in there. Well done. Yeah, well, I, you know, you guys said they were too easy last time, so. Yeah. Did we? I don't remember that. No, I don't think you've ever said that. Okay. <laughs> well, look, John, thank you very much for taking the time to put Indeed. that together. And Ben, thanks for being a gracious loser. Um, right. And, uh, <laughs> yay me. Okay. Well, that wraps it all up. And we will come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up for good. X-Men Origins Wolverine, it's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine could be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. Well, before we finish off, we'd like to bring some feedback to you. And these are things from our listeners that have either been emailed through or commented on in social media. And you too can be mentioned on the podcast if you email us or comment on our social media. So do it. Email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. Find us at Facebook, etc. And uh, we might just read it out. And Ben, you've got our first bit of feedback tonight. I do. It's from Orson. And Orson says, Gents, I've been listening to your show for many months now, and I thought I should email you and tell you how much I enjoy it. The AFB podcast has become one of my must-listens each week. I enjoy your humour, your camaraderie, and a wide range of toy types that you cover. Uh, I don't know who does the editing of your bloopers, but as someone who actually works in writing comedy, I want to say that whoever it is has an excellent sense of comedic timing in terms of how the bloopers are cut and how they're put together each week. Well done. Ah. Uh. Jeez, it's just all about you tonight, isn't it? Hey, me. Mm. <laughs> I do like putting the bloopers together. They are fun. Well, you know, we try and give you stuff to work with. You certainly do. They're fun. <laughs> they they are fun. They usually I don't actually put a great deal of thought into 
that that usually just kind of comes together and feels right. So there you go. Thank you for that feedback, Orson. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, Orson. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> okay. Whereas I, I just think I, of the famous director. Yeah, me too. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it explains so much. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Okay. Um, so, John from Orc, you're next. Okay. Nerd Culture Cast uh, sent us, it looks like a tweet, maybe? Yep. Yes. Um, they said, hey guys, Dave from NCP. Thanks for doing the Toy Detective suggestion on episode 67. Um, I've got another mystery for you. Alien bad guy, possibly green or blue, with a tail and glow-in-the-dark brain. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty sure I know what this one is. Ben, yeah. you think you have an idea as well? Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure I do too. Um, I, do you want to go? Oh, yeah. well, hold on. Wait, use your buzzers, guys. Come on. Snarf. <laughs> ben, I think you were in first. Um, it sounds like um, Centaurus from the Micronauts line. I don't think it's Centaurus. I think it's Repto from the Micronauts line. Oh, really? Oh, dude. Yeah. I think it's a Repto because Repto had a tail. Sorry, just a moment. Arnold, can you um, look into that for us, please? Yeah. Arnold <laughs> has just posted a link in the for you guys to view but um, <laughs> it's it's been a while so have, sorry a glow in the dark brain um, I'm yeah all it. of the aliens and micronauts had glow in the dark brains oh yeah i'm yeah, doing so it from I think memory it's, i'm pretty sure that's repto what was it, your guess repto um, didn't have a tail yeah he doesn't repto doesn't have a tail repto he's got wings yes he does no if you look on the back of, um second picture down there mm. he has the tail Oh, he does have a tail. And what was your guess, Ben? Centaurus, who's the horse guy. I mean, I guess it could be Centaurus. He has a tail, too. I actually have all of these figures. I only had Membros. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Repto, actually. Mm. So I think otherwise you would have said horse guy. (laughs) Why would you have said horse guy? Uh, well, the Troy Detectives are split on this one nerd culture podcast. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's... Jo- John's quite sure he's right, and Ben's ambivalent. Um, ambivalent. While you um, sort that out amongst yourselves, Chris Coffey has come back again to say, hey, guys, I've got the same comment as always. There's no A in Lego. <laughs> well, I have to say, Chris Coffey... <laughs> That entirely depends on where you grew up, doesn't it, John? What? There's no way in Lego. Yes, we just had a category. It was Lego, my Lego. <laughs> yes, but I think it's particularly. I think it's Adam in particular that says Lego, but I grew up saying Lego. What do you say, John? Uh, Lego. Lego. Yeah, John. I think you do realize, Chris, that Adam is from South Australia. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he's got that southern accent. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do they do they say y'all down there? No. Good day, y'all. They say Fritz instead of Devon. Let's see. Oh, which huh? Is, which baloney? <laughs> which totally lost John. Most of Australia calls what you would call baloney Devon, but in South Australia they call it Fritz. I think Devon was a brand. Okay, there you go. What's Fritz? That sounds like a bunch of baloney to me. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have baloney at all. 
Um, and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I really hope that when I listen back to this, it doesn't sound as all over the place tonight as I think we have been, but there you go. That's Wait, just because we're obviously too I, relaxed with each other. I, I do have a, a small shout out I want to give. Oh, yes. And that that is to Chris, Eddie, and Dave. Um, they have started a new G.I. Joe podcast, or a kind of a G.I. Joe podcast called The Full Force. And it is an action force podcast, which is actually the UK version of G.I. Joe. And, you know, if if you're interested in that kind of international uh, toy talking, uh, go over and listen because they actually are English guys talking G.I. Joe. And you can find them. Just Google uh, Full Force Podcast. Very good. So, actually, congrats on your new show, guys. I wanted to say thank you to, to Clinch from Final Shot Saloon, who tweets our podcast out every week. Thank you very much, Clint. You're very faithful. Good day. Yes. And his yeah. podcast is really good. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got the episode. <laughs> All right. Good job, guys. That was great fun tonight. And not just because I won again. Mm, no. Although that might have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're a good sport about it. I'm a great sport about it. Never rub it in. No, no. Well, mm. I, good grief. Ben's better. Ben's good at everything. It's so nice <laughs> to be to you know do something well. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> good job, guys, and uh, okay. thanks very much for listening. And if you made it to the end of this, um, our seventieth episode, well done. Go buy yourself some platinum to celebrate. Hoorah! Hoorah! Bye! Yay! Bye! Bye! Play with your toys. Not with yourself. That means you, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Hands off, dude. (laughs) Bye! The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Make it. I was actually sitting there going, no, he won't make it. I know he won't make it. <laughs> and there was this pause, and I'm like, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs>
we haven't heard from our painter in a while. What? Oh, yeah, I know. I was thinking about that the other day. Hmm. What? what? Gertie. Oh, Gertie. <laughs> Apparently she's been working on the World War Z line. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway. Feeding the edition. Yeah, why not? <laughs> this podcast is really getting in the way of our discussion tonight. I know. I feel like there's just so much to talk about. We've got this bloody stuff to record. We should just tune in one night to have a chat. <laughs> Network. Network.